We're on the top of Daftnun Dalit, Amad Aleph, about uh, seven lines from the top, six, seven lines from the top, where it says Meisve. The Gemara here is talking about the halacha of uh, the bracha Bayre Ma'ere Ha'esh on Matzah Shabbos. And the Gemara just brought the opinion of Rabbi Yamin Bar Yefes in the name of Rabbi Yechenen that you make the bracha of Bayre Ma'ere Ha'esh, Matzah Shabbos, and Matzah Yom Kippur as well, but not on any other Yom Tif. So the Gemara here brings a Braise that's a question on this. Meisvei, the question was asked, we learned in the Braise, Eim Vavarchan Alo Ur, Elobo Matzah Shabbos. You only make the bracha of Bayre Ma'ere Ha'esh on Matzah Shabbos. Why? Ha'ilot Chilis B'riyasihu. That's the time when fire was first created. So we're thanking the Ebishter for having for giving us fire. The Kivin Sheroya, Mavarach Miyad. Matzah Shabbos, you don't have to wait until you actually make Abdullah and you have the kais and the wine. As soon as you see fire, Matzah Shabbos, you can immediately make the bracha. You say the bracha of Bayre Meireyeish and also the bracha on Besamim together with the, uh, the rest of Abdullah on the kais of wine. So the machlekes over here is whether you say it separately or you say it on the kais. But what does it say over here? Elob Matzah Shabbos. You only make the bracha on Matzah Shabbos. So this is a question on Rabbi Yechen and it says that you make the bracha on even Matzim Kippur. And then the Gemara says, Rabbi Yechen himself said that the halacha is like Rabbi Yehuda. So how can he say that you also make a Bayre Meireyesh Matzim Kippur? Answers the Gemara, This is not a question. When you have a candle, that was burning all of Yom Kippur, it's Shavas, it was there from before Yom Kippur, and then that's the, that's the kind of candle that you can make a bracha, a Matzi Yom Kippur, a and Kan Boera Yetzim and Yetzim Avonim. A candle that comes, or a fire that is, that comes from wood or from striking two rocks one at each other, and creating a fire Matzah Shabbos, that's only for Matzah Shabbos. That's not Matzah Yom Kippur. So Rashi, the Mepharshim, the Rishayim here all explain that Matzah Yom Kippur, the reason why you're making the bracha Bayrim Meir is just to point out the fact that you weren't allowed to use it all of Yom Kippur. All of Yom Kippur, you have the fire burning, but you're not allowed to have a gnar from it in the same way you could have during the week. You can't light it on Yom Kippur itself during the week. So that fire comes Matzah Yom Kippur, and now you're able to have the full anah of it, so you make the bracha on that. But that's a Matzah Yom Kippur. Whereas a Matzah Shabbos, you're making a different kind of a bracha. You're making the bracha of Bayre Meir to thank the Ebishter for creating it. It's a bracha shvach to thank the Ebishter. Matzah Yom Kippur, it's more just sort of like a reminder, just to like make the simon to show you that all of Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to have a no of it. And now Matzah Yom Kippur, you could have a no of it. Tani Chode, we learned in one b'raise, Ur Avonim, the light, the, the fire that comes out of the wood or, or rocks, you make a bracha on it. And another b'raise, it says, you don't make a bracha on this. So it's a contradiction. The answer is like like we have just said, you light the Havdalah candle fresh, Matzah Shabbos. Matzah Kippur, you have to use a candle that was burning all of Yom Kippur. And this is the Halacha Lamais and Shulchan Aruch, that you take... Uh, whether the candle that you have in shul or at home, you have the yardside candle that's burning all of Yom Kippur, and that's what you have to use for the Havdalah, Amotz Yom Kippur. Now the Gemara goes back to the previous Machlekes regarding exactly when you make the bracha. Yeah, but only on a near Shashavas. Rebbe Mefazron, Rebbe would scatter the brachas, meaning he wouldn't uh, make the brachas dafka all together on Havdalah, on the Kais. Rashi here says this is both regarding Bairimareyesh and also regarding Besamim. He would make the bracha as soon as he got the summer Matzah Shabbos, he made the bracha. As soon as he got fire, he made the bracha on that. 
Rabchia would bring them together and he would make the bracha when he made Abdallah. So then he would make the, also the brachas of Bayer Meiresh and Bayer Bin Misano, like our minute today. Amr Abitzak Baravdi, me. Although Rabbi would make the brachas before, as soon as he had the first opportunity. But nevertheless, when he came and he made the bracha on the kais again, so he was then making the abdallah for the people in his house, so then he would make again the bracha of to be mighty the people of his family. This is a big chiddush, because you see over here, that even though he already made the bracha before, Right, so there's no need to make the bracha again. But nevertheless, to be mighty, the people of his family, he was allowed to make the bracha again. This gets into a huge discussion regarding different things. Usually the halacha is, when it comes to birches ha-mitzvahs, even if you made the bracha once, you can make the bracha a second time to be mighty other people. When it comes to birches ha-nanin, you can't be mighty anyone else if you made already the bracha yourself. But over here, l'chayre, bayre mayre ya'eish, bayre mini besamim, this is a birches ha-nanin, it's not a birches ha-mitzvah. It's a that you're having hanah from the fire or from the smell of the besamim. And nevertheless, even though Rabbi made the bracha before, he made the bracha again to be Maitzi's family. So by the Bayer Minim Besamim, it's not such a question because maybe he had besamim once. And now in a later time at the night, he got besamim again when he made Abdullah for his family. So you make a new bracha. But when you get to Bayer Maria Eish, how's he making the bracha again? It's not a birchas mitzvah. How's he being Maitzi then with his bracha? So Mikan Raya, many places can say from here is a Raya that the, because Chazal were masakin it to be part of the Havdalah, so it becomes like a Birchas Mitzvah and you can be mighty someone else. And the similar, the similar thing is also even though it's a Birchas Ananin, but you can be mighty someone else with this Bracha because it becomes like a Birchas Mitzvah as well. It goes so far that some Mepharshim say, this is a Machlaikis HaPeskim, but some say that even a person that can't smell, coming from Corona, can't smell, and, and you want to make a bracha, so you're not smelling yourself, you can't make the bracha for yourself. Could you make the bracha if you're being mighty other people? So according to what Rabbi did, the answer is yes, as long as you're being mighty someone else, you can make the bracha, but others argue, I believe the, the Taz, the Makan Avram say no, if you can't smell yourself, you can't make the bracha. What if the whole family can smell? <laughs> yeah. Huh? No. No. I don't think so. But the, another deed from this Gemara, by the way, is there's a famous Shiloh and he gave it to women. It's Machleik, it's whether women are Chayiv and Avdallah or not. Kiddush, they're for sure Chayiv. Avdallah, in Shchanorach, the Altarebbe brings it that it's a Suffolk if women are Chayiv or not. Here, the simple Ashram of the Gemara, Bonov u Beisai, seems to include women as well. Although it's not a conclusive Raya, but in the simple reading of it, it seems to include women as well. Now the Gemara goes to the whole Indian of fire. Fire being created on Matzah Shabbos. The reason we make the bracha on Matzah Shabbos is because that's the time when fire was created. So the Gemara is going to go through this discussion. On both, it goes on both. It goes no, on everything. trying to make the mate design them directed the second time. No, no, okay. Was fire created on Matzah Shabbos? We have a Braise that says that fire was created before, on Erev Shabbos. The Bryce says as follows, There were ten things that were created on Erev Shabbos. By twilight, right before Shabbos. The Be'er of Miriam, she even had in the middle for 40 years. So that ability for it to give water was created at that time. The Mon and the Keshes, the rainbow. Ksav, so Rashi's Pshatim, this is, there's a few Pshatim, and the Rashi says Ksav refers to the letters of the Luchais, Umichtov, and the utensil that the Ebishter used to engrave these letters into the Luchais, Vehaluchais, and the actual Luchais itself, 
the Kivrei Shal Moshe, the Kivrei of Moshe Rabbeinu, which is a unique place, a unique uh, thing in the world that Layad Yeshes Kfuros, you know, can identify the place. Umayre, Sha'amad by Moshe Velyom, the cave where Moshe Rabbeinu stood and Elyom and Ovi was there as well. This is when Nebuchadnezzar said to Moshe Rabbeinu, the Yud Gimel Midas Arachmim, and he placed him over there in a cave, Samticha Benikras Atzur, Ad Ovri. So that was a unique place of a unique revelation that was created also then. Psichas Pia the power of the donkey, of Bilam's donkey to speak. Psichas Pia Oretz, the mouth of the earth, Levloyas Arashaim, to swallow the Rashaim in the time of Kairach. These things were created then. Rab Nechemia adds, Mishumav in the name of his father, Afaor. Fire was also created out of Shabbos Ben Hashmashes. Vehapered, and also a mule, which is a very interesting thing, because Rashi here says, really, a mule is a hybrid that comes from a donkey and a horse. <coughs> but nevertheless, Rashi says, Enkel Chodesh Tachas Hashemesh. So therefore, it was created originally by the time of Ben Hashmashes and Erev Shabbos. What was that mule for? Rabbi Yeshi Aimer, Rabbi Yeshi says, Mishum Aviv, in the name of his father, Afa Ayel, the ram that was there by the Akedot that Avram Avinu brought instead of Yitzchak was also created in that of Shabbos, the Hashomir, and also this uh, worm that's called Shomir that Shlomo Melech used to build a base of Mikdash when he had to cut something. So he didn't want to use an iron, a metal thing, so he used this worm. And Rabbi Yehuda Aimer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Afa Tzvas, tongues as well. And who are you, Aimer? Rabbi Yehuda would say, how do you make tongues? You have to have other tongues to hold on the first tongues to be able to mold it. And So who made the first tongues? Don't you have to say that this is created by the Eivishter? So, so therefore the first tongues were created by the Eivishter himself. That's what Rabbi Yehuda says. So they said to Rabbi Yehuda, the ones that argued with him, and said no. To create the first tongues, you create a mold, and then you take melted iron, and you put it into the mold, and it creates uh, the tongues. You don't have to have other tongues to hold the first tongues. So therefore, we can say that this is created by a human being. It's not created by heaven. The first tongues was not created by the Ebishter. Okay, but why, why did the Gemara bring this entire Braise? What do we see here? One of the things that Abnechem said was regarding fire. Fire was created on Erev Shabbos. It's not a question. When we're talking about fire that we have here in this world, that's one kind of fire. And then there's a fire of Gehenim. The fire we have here in this world, that's created Matzah Shabbos. That's why then we make the Abrocha Bar Mariyesh. Or the Gehenim, the fire of the Gehenim, that's created on Erev Shabbos. Okay. The Rabbi speaks about this Gemara Barichas and the Sikha, when he to all these in Yonim here that are created in the of Shabbos, that everything in the world is created imperfect. That a person has to perfect everything in the world. Most of these things that are mentioned over here, the Abishta creates them, and it's not in our Aveda Bechlal to perfect them. They're created right before Shabbos, and it's sort of a Shabbos de creation. Nebuchadnezzar creates them perfect. All these things over here, whether it's <laughs> the, the Luluchais and the Be'er of Ma'ir, the Be'er and the Ma'ir, most of these things are things that are created perfect, doesn't need any human intervention, uh, intervention to perfect them. Then the Rebbe says, on the other hand, there are certain things that are created here, and we'll see also in the continuation of the Gemara, more things that are created in a way that it's very difficult to utilize them in a purposeful way. Most things in the world, 
you use them and you elevate them, you can use them in a purposeful way. But there are many things in the world that are very, very negative and it's very hard to use them in a purposeful way. And you have to have a tremendous Aveda to transform them from being harmful, from being destructive, to become positive and negative. Those things are also created at this time of Erev Shabbos Ben Hashemoshes. Because it's related to a Shabbos Dega Aveda, we have to have a unique Kayach of Shabbos to be able to transform these kinds of creations. So and then the Rebbe, that's one word the Rebbe says. Then the Rebbe says also when you get to the tzfas, this whole word that Rabbi Yehuda says regarding the tongues, that you have one tongue that creates other tongues. So the Rebbe makes the same point. You have certain things in the world, you look at them, you see their purpose. You can use them l'shem shemaim. Then you see certain things in the world, you can't use them l'shem shemaim. It's impossible. You can use them to transform them, then it will lead to something else that will be used l'shem shemaim. The typical example of this is the concept of hechsher mitzvah. It's not a mitzvah itself, but it can lead you, it can help you, it can assist you to come to do a mitzvah. That's the concept of af tzvas b'tzvas asuya. When you have tongues, the tongues itself is going to be used for other tongues to be created, and then the second pair of tongues will be useful. But the first pair of tongues was only there for the second. So there's certain things in the world also that are created in such a way that you don't see the purpose in it itself. And you have to have a special kayach of Shabbos ben Hashemoshes to be able to use it in a good way. Let's go back to the sukkah here. So the Gemara now made this distinction that the fire of this world is created Matzah Shabbos. The fire of uh, Gehenim is created on Erev Shabbos. Ah, so the Gemara asks on this, V'or the Gehenim of Shabbos Ivri. The fire of, of Gehenim was actually created on Erev Shabbos. But Vatanya and Abraisa we learned that Shivat Varam Nivru Kodesh Nivru Ailo. There are seven things that are created before the world is created. And the Eloheim, Teire, Tshuve, Ganeidin, Gehenim, Kisiyakovit, Besamikdosh, Shmoishal Mashiach. Taira, the Chsev, and Taira, regarding Taira, it says, Hashem Kanoni Reishis Darka. Hashem acquired me in the beginning of his time, beginning of the way, before the world is created. Shuva, the Chsev, Beterem Harem Yulodu. Before the mountains, it was born. Chsev, and over there in that passage, it says, Toshev and Ashadaka, and Vetayma Shuva Ben Ayodam. So you see, it refers to Shuva that's created before the mountains, before the world. Ganeiden, the Chsev, Ayit Hashem Alekim, Ganeiden, Gan Beiden, Mikedem, before the world. Gehenim d'chsev ki oruch me esmel kofte. Tofte is one of the one of the names for Gehenim. We had a Gemara that said that there's ten names for many names for Gehenim. One of the names is Tofte, which refers to a person that's that's um, gets persuaded by the Yitzhara to do Avedis, so he goes into Tofte, which is Gehenim. So it says oruch me esmel. It's created from before the time of the world. Kisya kaved beis hamikdash, also from before the world. D'chsev kisya kaved morim. The kisya kaved is exalted. Meirishaim from the first place. That's also the place of the Beis HaMikdash. So they're both created before the world. And Shmai Shal Mashiach, the name of Mashiach, his name is forever. Even before the sun shined, his name is here. So we see that these are all the things that are created before. It's interesting, Shmai Shal Mashiach, there's a difference. There's a Mepharshim talk about Shmai Shal Mashiach. What's the Pshat in the creation of a name? Some say that it's not really a creation. All the other things are really a creation. The name is not really a creation. It's the existence of Mashiach. It's the... Uh, Revelation of Mashiach, the whole purpose of the world is for Mashiach. So therefore, it's one of the things that are there even before creation. So these are all things that are hecher from Welt. In the language of Chassidus, this is a concept of the Maila Maseyed, the Things that Teire, Tshuva, all these things are higher than the world and therefore they're created before the world, meaning they're Lamaila Maseyed, the What is one of the things that it said here? Ganeiden and Gehenim. Ganeiden is Scharvainish, and the whole union of Ganeiden and Gehenim precedes existence of the world. If so, how can we say it's created on Erev Shabbos Ben Hashemoshes? So the Gemara makes a distinction within, within the existence of Gehenim itself. So Omri, they answered, The space of Gehenim 
is created before the world. But for Ordi Day, the fire of Gehenim that's in that space, Be'er of Shabbos, that was created on Erev Shabbos Ben Hashmoshes. So we can still say what we said before. But the Gemara does not accept this. The Gemara brings a raya that we can't say that the fire of Gehenim was created on Erev Shabbos. But for Ordi Day, Be'er of Shabbos Ivri, the fire of Gehenim is created on Erev Shabbos. We learned in another Brayse that it was created actually on the second day of creation. Fire that was created in the second day of creation. It can never be extinguished. Because this refers to the fire of Gehenim. The Pasuk says, You go out and you see the corpses of the dead people. The ones that have sinned. The worms that have eaten them. Will never die. And the fire that punishes them in Gehenim will never be extinguished. This is the fire of Gehenna that never gets extinguished. Why in the second day of creation does it not say Because the light of the fire of Gehenna is created in that day. But then Rabbi Loza said, It does not say on the second day of creation, but it included the goodness of what's created on the second day in what it says on the sixth day. The toiv ma'oid also includes the goodness of the second day. This is different than the typical medrash that's usually quoted. The Rebbe usually quotes the medrash that hochbal by kitoiv on the third day of creation to make up of the lack of kitoiv on the second day. But the Gemara here says that it's on the sixth day that it says toiv ma'oid to make up for the fact that it doesn't say kitoiv on the second day of creation. Right, so here, here's where you see that even the negativity that's created on the second day, ultimately it's not only toiv, but it's really toiv ma'id. And it's true about every single existence of chayshach and negativity that exists in the world, that even though externally it doesn't seem to be toiv, but really it's toiv ma'id. The famous Gemara that says when you get to the Yitzhahara, to the Malach HaMavis, that he's called toiv ma'id. Right, so the same thing over here, the Gemara is saying that the negativity created on the second day is really toiv ma'id. And the Rebbe in a, on a letter points out that this union of Gehenna being created on the second day of creation, the fire of Gehenna, is related to the whole union of separation of the Mayim Oyeinim, Mayim Tachtainim. When you have a separation from the revelation of Holocaust in the world, that brings about existence of Gehenna and the existence of the fire in Gehenna. These two things are related to each other. Kulpanim, the question over here is that I see that the fire of Gehenna is created on the second day of creation. So therefore the Gemara now changes. Ella, what we have to say is as follows. Chalala, the space of the Gehenim, Kaidim Shinivraidlam. That's created before the world. Ordi day, the fire of Gehenim, Bishani Bishabas. That's created on Monday. The Ordi Don, when it comes to our fire, Bemachshave, Oli Baris Bad of Shabbos. The thought, the potential of this was created on Erev Shabbos. But for Lenivra at Matzah Shabbos. The fire didn't actually come out until Matzah Shabbos. And the Gemara brings a b'raisa for this. The Tanya Rabbi Yaisi Yaimer. Rabbi Yaisi said, Shnei dvarim olibam achshavali baris b'erev Shabbos. There were two things that Hashem had the thought to create on Erev Shabbos. But for Lenivru, it didn't actually come out at Matzah Shabbos. Until Matzah Shabbos. But Matzah Shabbos, Nosna Kosh Baruch Hu Deye Ba'adam Arishin. Deyebish Degeyev Adam Arishin. The knowledge. Similar to the Ebishter himself, and the Hevi Avanim, he brought two stones, the Tochnan Zubazu, and he rubbed them against one another, the Yatsaman Or, and it produced a fire. So the act the fire actually came out for the first time on Matzah Shabbos. And also the Hevi Shte Behemis, and he brought he brought two animals, like a, a horse and a donkey, the Hirkiv Zubazu, and he cohabited them, the Yatsaman petted. And the mule came out. So this is what happened on Matzah Shabbos. 
And that's why that's the time when we make the bracha, because that's the first time that the fire came into existence in actuality. Regarding this thing about the pedet, when the mule is created, argues and says, no, pedet bimei anohoyo. Pedet was in the times of Ano. Ano is one of the descendants of Esav, as we'll see here, the Gemara brings the Psukim. In his times is the first time when we find that a mule comes into existence. Shenema, the Pasik says, Hu Ano, this individual Ano, Midbar. He finds the Yemim in the Midbar. So what's the Yemim? Yemim are mules. So we see that he's the one that discovered, or he's the one that brought about this existence of the mules in the world. Okay. So now the Gemara explains who this Hanah was and why is it him specifically that brought the mules into the world. Those that uh, darshan, explain the difficult psukim in the Torah said, Hanah himself was a mamzer, he was a puzzle. And therefore, therefore, he brought about the mule, which is also a puzzle. It's a hybrid of a donkey and a horse. Shanaba the Pasik says, Ela b'nei Seir Achayri. These are the children of Seir Achayri. And what does it say in the continuation of that Pasik? So you have the quarter here on the side of the Gemara. The children of Seir Achayri were Loiton, Shoival, Tsivain, and Ana. So in this Pasik, we see that Tsivain and Ana were brothers. Oksiv, in another Pasuk it says, El b'nei tzivayn. Who are the children of Tzivayn? The Aya v'ano. Aya and Ano were children of Tzivayn. So we have a, a question over here. Is Tzivayn the father of Ano, or is Tzivayn a brother of Ano? So Elam Lamed, what this teaches me is, Shabbat Tzivayn al-Imoy. Tzivayn had relations with his mother. And v'hailed mimeno Ano. And that, from that, Ano was born. So Ano was bro- both the brother of Tzivayn, and the son of Tzivayn. So he was a mamzer. So therefore he's the one that brought, brought the mule into the world. How do we know that that's true? Maybe there were two Anos. We find many times in Tere, two people that have the same name, and maybe there were two different descendants of Esau that both had the name Ano. Says the Gemara, no, that's not true. And the Gemara says the answer with a short introduction here. Omar Rave, Sarave answered this question and said, Amina Milsa, I'll give you an answer. I'll say something. The Shvar Malkala even Shvar, the king Shvar, which was a Persian king, even the Persian king didn't say this answer. Now, he wasn't talking about the Persian king. It was just a, a nickname, a title. Who was he referring to? Umanu Shmuel. He was referring to Shmuel. As Rashi explains, Shmuel was such a bucky in all the halachis, and we always passing like Shmuel, so therefore Shmuel is like a king, that his word is always listened to. So therefore he was referring to Shmuel. So Rabbi is saying, I'll give you an answer that even Shmuel couldn't answer this, didn't say this. Or Ekadamri, others said, Om Rav Pape, Rav Pape said the same thing, but Rav Pape said, Amina Milsa, I'll give you an answer, the Shver Malkali Amra, that the king Shver did not say this, Umanu Rav, who is this Rav, or others are greatest here, Rabbe, that Rabbe didn't even say this answer. What's this answer? Omakra, the Pasuk over here says, Hu Ano, this is the same Ano, Hu Ano de Mekara, meaning we're talking about the same Ano that we spoke about before, it's not two different people, it's the same person. I'm not sure what's so incredible about this answer that the Gemara gives this introduction that this, this drasha of who I know is such an incredible answer that even Shmuel or Rabbi didn't say this answer Shver Malke it's interesting that the Gemara gives this introduction here okay Tana Rabbanon Gemara brings again a b'raisa that says the exact same thing we said before about the things that were created out of Shabbos and Ashmashas and I add some more 
the stick of Aaron, after the whole story of Kairach, when his stick grew uh, almonds on it. So that unique stick was created then as well. Shkedel, its almonds, uprochel, and its, and its uh, flowers as well. Others say, Afa mazikin. Also the mazikin in the world were created. The potential. Everything that we're talking about over here is the potential of it. Just like the Pia Osain, the potential. Mazikim were also created at that time, in other words, all kinds of shadim. Yeshaimrim and others say, Av bigdashal adamarishin. A unique garment that Adamarishin wore. Rashi has two pshatim for this. One pshat Rashi says is Adamarishin wore a garment that had the form of pictures of animals on it. And he wore it, and then it was given over to Nimrod, and so on. Or this is the Kosnais Oyer, the garments that were made from Oyer, from hide, that the Abisha created and gave Adam Arishain. This was created out of Shabbos Benashmashis. Tana Rabbana and says, Shivadvaram Chusim ibn Yadam, there are seven things that are hidden of a person, and it's all for a reason. The day a person dies is not known to a person. So that a person should always think. Person, if a person knows when he dies, so then life wouldn't be the same. A person has to always think and do because he never knows when the time is. This is in the, in the Maima Basilagani talks about this. A person never knows when his time comes. The time of consolation. So there's two pshatim with this. Rashi says when a person has anxiety of something and he's worried about something, you never know when you're going to be relieved of that. Others say it actually refers to the coming of Mashiach. The, the depth of knowing how to paskan adin properly. So again, there's two pshatim in this. Rashi says one pshat is most ayanam that paskan adin. It's very difficult to actually know the real psak din properly. You listen to the witnesses, you listen to the te- 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 testimony, to evidence, but to really paskan properly is not so simple. Another pshat Rashi says is the oimik adin of la'asad lovay. That's something that's concealed of us. We don't know what's going on in the heart of our friend. And you don't know where you can make the most profit in business. And when the kingdom of David will return, which seemingly also refers to the coming of Mashiach. And the kingdoms of the world that are chayeves, that, are, that have to be wiped out, that are subjugating Eden, when are they going to be destroyed? So that's also something that we don't know. There are three things that the Abisha had the thought to create. If the Abishah wouldn't have had the thought to create them, it would be the right thing that they should be created. And, and the Abishah actually did do these things. The, the body of a dead person will, will have a bad odor. And Rashi says the reason is because otherwise you wouldn't bury a person. You would leave him there and he would always bring you pain. He would always be a reminder of, of the loss. So the Abishah created in a way that you bury him. And that a person that passes away, he gets forgotten from the heart. So a person shouldn't live with sorrow forever. Shatirkav and the, that grain, if you store it for too long, it eventually rots. Otherwise, people would hoard wheat and it would, it would create a, sh- a shortage of, of grain in the market. And others say that there should be a circulation of coins, even though the circulation of money, the value that money has, is really not the true value, especially today with paper money. It doesn't have the true value of money, but nevertheless, David should create the nature of the world. There should be a circulation of money so that people should be able to buy and sell things, even things that they need that they don't have, relying on the circulation of money. Zakta Mishnah. Going back to the Makim Shenagu, so the Mishnah brings here another thing that's uh, connected to a minik. 
Makim Shinago Lasas Malacha Batishabov in a place that is accustomed to work on Tishabov, Aisin. They can work. Makim Shinago Shalai Lasas Malacha in a place where the custom is not to work, Ain Aisin. You don't work. In all places, the, the, the Tamid HaChachamim should not work because it takes their mind off the focus of Tisha B'Av to mourn the Chorban Beis HaMikdash. A person should always consider himself to be a Tamid HaChachim and he should not work on Tisha B'Av. There's no Tainas Sibur with all of the stringencies that a Tainas Sibur has in Babel. There's a Gemara, the Gemara in Tainus discusses all the different tiniest Sibra that they would fast in Eretz Yisrael when there was a drought and they had to fast and they began the fast from the night before. That's one stringency. And also, they didn't work. There's many stringencies that there are regarding these fasts. All these stringencies don't apply in Bavel. Elo Tishabah only regarding Tishabah. Says the Gemara, Lememre, shall we say, the Sava Shmuel, that Shmuel holds, that Tishabah ben Ashmash Shaloi Asr. That Tishabah, even ben Ashmash, it would be Asr. That's what we see from him, that by Tishabah, the stringencies of all the fast does apply, that it begins from ben Ashmash. But for Omar Shmuel, didn't Shmuel say, Tishabah ben Ashmash Shaloi Mutter? Shmuel himself said that Tishabah, the ben Ashmash, you can still eat. Maybe Shmuel holds Maybe all the other Tainas Sibur it's also permitted to eat by, by the Ben Hashmashes. So therefore it's similar to the other fasts. But we learned in the Mishnah that by all the tiniest Sibur you can eat when it's still day. What does that mean you can eat when it's still day? What does that exclude? Doesn't it mean that as soon as it comes to the Ben Hashmashes of a fast, you have to stop eating? So therefore we see that by all fasts, Ben Hashmashes, you're not allowed to eat. Says the Gemara Loi, not necessarily. It only comes to exclude that when it's actually fully dark, then you're not allowed to eat. But by Ben Hashmashes, you're still allowed to eat. And this is the opinion of Shmuel, by all Taniyas Tzibar, and by Tishabov, you're still allowed to eat by twilight, by Ben Hashmashes. Shall we say that we have a proof for Shmuel's opinion? There's no distinction between Tishabav and Yim Kippur. They both have the same, same stringencies. When it comes to, to Yom Kippur, the suffix of Yom Kippur will be forbidden. The suffix of, of Tishabav will be permitted. What is this referring to? My Sveikai Mutter. What does it mean that the Suffolk is permitted? Lav, doesn't this mean Ben referring to the time of Ben which is a time which is a Suffolk, that that time period will be Mutter, exactly like Shmuel said. Says the Gemara, no. My Sveikai Mutter, when the Braises said Sveikai Mutter, Lav Ben it doesn't refer uh, to Ben Second, where am I over here? My Sveiki Mutter, Lav Ben Don't you think that it refers to Ben Hashmash? It says the Gemara Loi. It doesn't refer to that. Kid'omer Avshesha Bereid Ravidi. What Avshesha said in the name, the son of Ravidi said, Idi, again, Kid'omer Avshesha Bereid Ravidi, Lekvie De Yarche. What it refers to is to establish the day. Not Ben Hashmash, but it refers to establishing the right day. To knowing if it's Tishabov or it's not Tishabov, maybe if you if you don't you don't know if the month before had thirty days or that only twenty nine days, to know it's the right day of Tishabov. And same thing with Yom Kippur, to know that it's the right day of Yom Kippur. What we're talking about here is to know that it's the right day of the month.
Okay, so there's a machlekes of Rashi and Tosis about this. According to Rashi, this, the pshat over there is, is very simple. When you don't have the right day of the month, so we know, when you get to all Yom Tovim, there's Yom Tovsheni Shalgalias. You have to do two days. So Rashi says the same thing would be regarding Yom Kippur, that you have to make two days of Yom Kippur. But not for Tisha B'av. You don't have to have two days of Tisha B'av. Tesis over here says, no, it doesn't refer to that. There's no two days of Yom Kippur. If you don't know the Kviyas of the month. But it refers to a person that's in a desert. And someone that doesn't know B'chalal, what the day of the week is. He doesn't know what, uh, if, wh- whether which he has a suffix regarding the day of Yom Kippur. How Bezden made the Chaydish, not the day of the week, but he has a suffix about the day of the Chaydish. Regarding such a person, he would have to keep two days of Yom Kippur. So I'm going to give some more details about Yom Kippur. Torah Rav. Rav taught as follows. Ubrais uminikais misanais umashlimis boy. When it comes to women that are pregnant or are feeding their babies, so they have to fast and complete their fast. Just like in Yom Kippur, they have to fast fully. Sultan and Tishabov, they have to fast. But Ubain Ashmash is And also, Ben Ashmash of Yom Kippur and the Ben Ashmash of Yom Kippur will be Osir. Regarding what did he say that Tishabov is not compared to a tiny sibor? My love, don't you think He said this regarding Benashmoshis. That all tiny sibor are also by Benashmoshis, but Yom Kippur is not also Benashmoshis. Says the Gemara, Loi. He was only saying it regarding work. That by all tiniest sibur, and that's Israel we're talking about, when they fasted for a tiniest sibur, for a drought, they had to fast and starting even from Ben but not for Tishabov. Says the Gemara Malacha, to say that Tishabov is not like the tiniest sibur regarding work, Tanina, that's what we learned in the Mishnah. In a place where the custom is to work, you can do work. In a place where the minig is not to do work, you don't do work. So you see over here that Tishabov is not the same like the rest of the fast. It's, it's totally in the minig. So we don't need Rabbi Yechenin to tell this to us. Even Rabbi Gamliel that says that on Tishabov everybody shouldn't work. In the mission we just learned, Rabbi Shemigam Leel said that everyone should consider themselves like a Talmud Chacham and shouldn't work. If you're not going to work, it's not going to look like you're a Baal Gaiva. So therefore you could and should uh, prevent yourself, uh, refrain from working on Tishabov. But not that it's a Isser, that you shouldn't work on Yom Kippur, on Tishabov that is. So we see, already see from the Mishnah at this point, there's no Isser to work on Tishabov. So Rabbi Yechenin couldn't mean to say that Tishabov is compared to other fasts that you don't work. Ella rather, my Enika Tainis Sibur. What does it mean that it's not like all other tiniest Sibur? The Tfilas Neila. This is regarding the Tfilah of Neila. On the tiniest Sibur that the Gemara discusses when there was a drought, there was a, the Tfilah of Neila, like a Yom Kippur. A person should daven all day. So to add an extra tefillah on Tishabov, tefillah's nila is a good idea. It doesn't matter. Rashi here says, if Rabbi Yechelen is saying that you should daven all day, so therefore you can add another tefillah of nila on Tishabov. Why not? So therefore, it can't be that this is what Rabbi Yechelen said. And says, the Gemara, no. Hasam chayva. Hacha rishos. On, when it comes to the tiniest sibur, you have a chiv. You must daven ne'ila, like on Yom Kippur. When it comes to Tisha B'av, if you want, you could daven ne'ila, but you don't have to. Another point that Rabbi Yechina meant to say, when he was saying that Tisha B'av is not like tiniest sibur, 
My enik a tiny sibur le esrim va'arba. On a tiny sibur, the Gemara says that they added six brachas to the Shemayin Esra. And it was in total 24 brachas. But in Tishabav, you don't add these brachas to the Shemayin Esra. If Papa, if Papa says a different shot. When it comes to the tiniest sibur, there were actually two categories of tiniest sibur. The drought in Eretz Yisrael, there was the tiniest sibur until the Shchedish Kislev. And then there's the tiniest sibur after the Shchedish Kislev. The severity of the fast and the tiniest sibur after the shchedish kislev is much stronger. So therefore, if Papa explains, my enik a tiniest sibur kirishainis. We don't compare Tishabov to the first group of tiniest sibur before until the shchedish kislev. Elokachreinis. We compare it to the second group of the tiniest sibur, which comes after the shchedish kislev, the asura, and therefore it's also to do work by benesh moshes, or it's also to eat. That is by benesh moshes, like the second group of the tiniest sibur. So Rabbi Yechonin was actually saying this to be stringent, not to be lenient, to compare it to the second group of the tiny Sibur. I'll ask a question from a Braise. It says, There's no distinction between Tishabav and Yom Kippur. We quoted before, The Suffolk on, on Yom Kippur is Aser, and the Suffolk on Tishabav is permitted. What does it mean, Don't you think this is referring to Benashmashis? So we see that Ben Hashemoshes is permitted to do work. As we said before already, it's referring to the day of the month that you would have to fast two days or one day. Could you learn out now from this Braise that other than this detail, Yom Kippur and Tishabov are the same? This would be a proof to what Rabbi Lazar said. Rabbi Lazar says, That's boy, person is not allowed to stick his finger into water, just like on Yom Kippur, you're not allowed to stick your finger into water. That's one of the things, the affliction of Yom Kippur is that you're not allowed to bathe, or you're not allowed to even stick your finger into water. The same thing on Tishabov, you're not allowed to stick your finger into the water. So from this Braise, we could see this comparison. But on this, the Gemara asks a question, in that same Braise, it continues and says, There's no distinction between Tishabov and the Tainus Sibur. On a Tainus Sibur, you're not allowed to do work. And in Tishabov, there's no Isid of doing work. And in a place where there's a minute that you work. Otherwise, Tishabov and the other fasts are the same. And we look at a tiny sibur tanya. What does it say regarding a tiny sibur? On a regular tiny sibur, you shouldn't be bathing. You shouldn't bathe your entire body. Your feet, your hands, your face, you're allowed to put it into water on a tiny sibur. So the question over here is what are we comparing Tishabov to? Are we comparing Tishabov to Yom Kippur? Do you now not even put a finger into, into water to, to relieve yourself? Or are we comparing Tishabov to the tiniest, that you're only not allowed to bathe yourself fully, but you're allowed to put your finger into water? So that's the contradiction here. Amr Rafpape says Rafpape, Tane Kuli Kuli Katani. This Tane that's comparing Tishabov to Yom Kippur, or is comparing Tishabov to the other fasts, he's only comparing it to point out the leniencies of Yom Kippur. Don't be medaic regarding the putting your finger into water or regarding bathing. He's not talking about that. He's not talking about the stringency of Tishabov. He's only comparing it regarding the leniency that there's a suffix that would be allowed or that you're allowed to do work. He's only focusing on the leniences. But regarding the stringency of not bathing, that's something that he didn't focus on at all. So therefore you can't be medaic anything from there. So there's no contradiction at all.